so psychopaths there. We uh. we can be from time to time for sure. You guys need anything before we get going on what might be like the most serious podcast episode we've recorded yet? <laughs> what was that noise? I don't, I don't know. know what I that couldn't was. recreate that if I tried. <laughs> yeah, you just slurped into your microphone. I wasn't a fan of that one bit. I no. hope the fans were though. Yeah, the fans were. They might be. You never know. Alrighty. Well, hey, if you guys are ready, I'm gonna get going. Uh, hello, and thank you for tuning in to the movie rubric. My name is Timothy McDaniel. Cole Wright. And I'm Josh Glass. And today we are going to be discussing uh, Brendan Fraser's newest movie, The Whale. Um, we're going to start off with a bit of some spoiler-free conversation. Um, Josh, I know the last couple of times you've come with some really interesting background on some of the movies. Do you have anything for The Whale? Yeah, so um, a little bit of backstory. The director, he was also credited as producer, was Darren. Um, crazy last name. Crazy last name, yeah. Crazy. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. A uh, couple of his more notable things was um, Black Swan from 2010. I, I have seen that. It was rather weird. I did, it Josh was okay. Is, you've seen a movie? That I have haven't? seen a movie, yeah. Not only did you see a movie, you saw a relatively obscure, yeah. like, yeah. artsy movie. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, I don't remember the context of why I seen why I watched it, but um, I do remember being mm-hmm. creeped out by it. Um, mm-hmm. And then he also did Noah from 2014. Oh, the rock Which, golems. Yeah. yeah, I remember Which those. I didn't see that, but I did see all the memes about it. It so. was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you remember that verse in the Bible where it says that Noah, you know, strapped two giant chains to the door and then slowly <laughs> with his own strength closed it while he was assaulted by rock monsters? I think that's in the message Bible. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's not King James, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, that was not my favorite movie. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Hunter is credited as the writer. Uh, it's actually... Uh, a movie adaptation of a play that he wrote. Um, and that's, he, he doesn't have much else on IMDb. So he's rather unknown, which is surprising for the caliber mm-hmm. of movie that this was. I did look up the play. Did you? After I did too, actually. Yeah. It, I've been arrested. I'd, I'd sit and watch the full thing. Was it like a big production play? Or? It looks like it's similar to what, no, it's like a six-man play, yeah. like a smaller thing. And Similar the, to what we saw in the movie. And yeah. the play took place, I think it was somewhat important to the plot that it took place during an election year. So the play takes place in 2012, and they decided to make the movie take place in 2016. Okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't think that yeah. that was important to the plot, but it, the article I read said that that was important to yeah, know. Evan, is that, oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say that made, they made sure to keep it during... It was set in an election year. They have, evidently, though, it... um. Apparently, this movie has been planned for a while because I actually did some snooping and watched a Brendan Fraser interview. Yeah. Yeah. According to the box office, it opened December 11th. So. I think it came out a while ago and it's just now hitting our theater. Like they were like talking about doing this movie though for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's Mm. been close to like eight to 10 years. Like they were discussing this movie, trying to plan. And get the right cast for this movie, and how are you going to pull this off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know how true it is, but I read something where the director saw Brendan Fraser in some like Brazilian movie or something like that, and mm-hmm. thought that he's like that was perfect for like the role of this. I don't know how true that was. It could have just been like Hollywood nonsense that some article decided to run on him. But I thought that was kind of cool. Um, the guy apparently sought out Brendan Fraser and really tried to bring him back in. Hmm. Before you guys brought up the whale i had not heard anything about it hadn't seen a preview about it or anything um and then so to learn brendan fraser was in it was kind of Mm -hmm. odd because i i recognize brendan fraser as like 90s comedies um and then the mummy but like i just didn't expect this kind of serious role from him um it's his first big role since he kind of quit so i mean the last thing i looked up kind of what he's been in like Starring role, yeah, he hasn't had a starring role in forever, but like him being in movies in general, though, mm-hmm. it's been like nine or ten, it's been ten years. It's been a while, and um, doing a bit of research on that, do you have anything on like why he quit in there? I, I, I don't know if you watched his acceptance speech the other day. Beautiful, you should watch it, it was really good, Um, but he, I was doing a little bit more research after watching that, I was like, why did he actually quit? Because I feel like... There's lots of rumors about why he quit, but it was hard to find like real reasons. And then the mm-hmm. end of the day, there wasn't ever a definitive reason. But the theory is that he came out and talked about a director that sexually assaulted him. Hmm. Um, and whenever he came out about that director and how uncomfortable it made him and the director denied it, supposedly he just kind of stopped getting offered roles. So hmm. Brendan actually felt 
as if he was being blacklisted by Hollywood mm-hmm. for speaking out against that director. Huh. Um, so once again, he says he says in this yeah. situation. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? I, I tend to side with Brendan because I like Brendan, but we don't know the full story. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's kind of like even the backstory for how we got to this movie mm-hmm. is kind of heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing, the actress actress that plays Liz, um, I knew she kind of looked somewhat familiar, uh, but I looked her up and she was um, Elsa from The Menu. Oh, which yeah. Which the, the hostess lady. Oh, yeah. I, you say what, that and it's like, name? duh. Yeah. Yeah, Hung, but Hung I Chow, didn't. Hong Chow, is that her name? Hong Chow, yeah. Hong Chow. Yeah. And then the Ty Simpkins who played Thomas, um, I didn't immediately recognize him, but he's got some pretty... Uh, What's he been in? So he was Dalton Lambert from Insi- from the Insidious franchise. Yeah, I've seen those, but like they kind of yeah. yeah. And then uh, he played in Jurassic World. He was gray. Um, Ooh, should I know who gray is? I don't. I don't know for sure, but uh, that was one of the highlights on his IMDb. Okay. Um, and then he was a accredited character in Iron Man three and Avengers Endgame. Harley Keener, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize no, that once again. Yeah. So he's this- been in a lot of high build movies but like not super prominent characters. So this is maybe like one of his first serious, like mm-hmm. he actually has a lead. He's getting recognized movies. Yeah. I think he did a good job for what it so was. Too. I think he did a really good job. I think um, all the actors did pretty good. I was, especially whenever you hear the budget, $3 million. What? Yeah. According to IMDb, $3 million. I mean, you got to think they didn't, they had one set the whole movie. That is true. Yeah, like, I mean... Depends on how much, like, you're going right, to... Brendan yeah. Fraser's going to be most of your money. Yeah, yeah six and actors. If, and if he's just doing it because he loves the story, yeah, he may have done it for a, a low price. But It is really yeah. low. $3 million. Was, I, I saw... Was that's, is that the cheapest movie? I think that's the cheapest that's movie, movie, right? Yeah. movie. Yeah. So I... Brendan Fraser's interview talked about, like, how he saw all the uh, actors in this movie. It's like, how they... It was so... Such a long process getting all these actors, even though it's only six cast members, because like you can't have a weak link in this movie for it to for you to sell the story here. Yeah, everyone has to go a hundred percent and then some. Especially the like quote unquote child actor, um, Ellie. Like, if you don't if you cast that wrong, your movie's done. And I think that I forget her name. Do you have her name? Sadie Sink. I think she nailed it. I think. I, I said this on the car ride home. Millie Bobby Brown stands. I'm sorry. Millie Bobby Brown is talented, but I think she's overhyped just a little bit. I think that Sadie is phenomenal, and I hope to see her in more things. And not that's not to say that Millie Bobby Brown won't eventually you know, hit that, but I mm-hmm. think that Sadie's hitting it now, yeah. and I'm really excited to see what she does with like the rest of her career. You got, you got to think, as Brendan Fraser even said, like, I had, like he had a front row seat to her performance, like mm-hmm. how well she was, and he gave like the highest praise to... She's like she's only like nineteen or twenty, and she's that wow. good. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Two thousand two is when she was born. It wasn't as good as her performance in the Taylor Swift music video, but you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what could follow? Yeah, hard to follow that up. All right. Anything else about this movie, Josh? No. Um, it only made three hundred thirty thousand dollars opening weekend, but I'm be- assuming it probably opened in only like a handful of theaters. I mean, I believe that. I mean. Every person I've talked to, hey, we're planning on going to see this movie. What's that? Yeah. We saw the movie. I'm I'm talking about it at school today, and I'm like, man, I loved this movie. And they're like, you know, I've been meaning to go see it. What's it about? Like, kind of like you said, it wasn't yeah. advertised super well. It was a very kind of like AMC called it an artisanal film, mm-hmm. and they put it on the world's idiotiest, bittiest screen that they had <laughs> at their theater. But I'll get to that. I don't know if I want to talk about that. I'm about. We talked about the screen being small, mm-hmm. but the aspect ratio was IMAX didn't ratio. need. It wasn't IMAX. I don't think it was. You sure? No. Um, I should have put it down here. I looked it up. It's not quite IMAX, but it's just a really skinny format. It's like old tube TV, square TV I, format, and I loved it. I loved it too. And I don't know if you remember me talking about. I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not, but I wish more movies, even if you're not watching them in IMAX. Apparently this one's not IMAX. I thought it was, but it's very close to that. Yeah. I wish more movies, even if they're not being viewed in an IMAX theater, could could be viewed in an IMAX ratio. Let people choose like how you used to be able to choose between widescreen or like with the bars, um, mm-hmm. like on DVDs. Let us watch stuff in the IMAX ratio. I love it so much more. I love having that verticality. And I don't know what their reasoning for it was. So there was a couple of times he, the whale, stands up, and I genuinely wonder if they chose that aspect ratio just to make him look 
bigger for him to take up more of the screen mm-hmm. width wise and show how tall and just like heavy he is. I almost yeah. wonder if that's the reason for doing it. Well, the cuts from his uh, online classroom. I'll zoom in on like to, a little to box. Black. Yeah. I thought that was really neat. That was it really cool. It was essentially almost like a square format mm-hmm. and then or aspect ratio. And so it zooms into the little square and it just takes up the entire screen. It was really cool. So do you know what that ratio was? Because I just assumed the whale is presented in four by three aspect ratio that crams Charlie into the frame and guarantees that the audience can ignore the amount of space he takes up in the world. So what mm-hmm. is four by three? That's not IMAX then? What is? So it's not like. <laughs> That's like an old aspect television. Aspect ratio yeah. is 1.33 to one is what the whale's aspect ratio is. I don't know what an IMAX ratio is. I don't know either. See, this is four to three. I don't know what math they're doing. This one says four by three, which I guess probably would convert to like, what'd you say? 1.33 to one. Uh-huh. They probably would. IMAX is a 1.43 to one. So it's like the ittiest bittiest off from being an IMAX yeah. ratio. It's pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty spot on. Yeah. Okay. So I, and I think it did a good job. Like when they wanted to show how big he was, they really show how big he was. What was his getting into minor spoilers here, but like, I don't think this is too bad. At one point a character takes his blood pressure. What was it like? 264 over 138 something like that yeah it, it was up there it was like you're dead it's like, yeah. like on the verge of dead josh i'm pretty sure in the theater you went you went like, like, a, like a whistle or something like, oh my gosh yeah, yeah it's uh, how are you alive yeah hefty 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 uh, he, he <laughs> sure was yeah a thick old boy there he was so i i'm hesitant here if you guys have non-spoiler things you want to talk about we can talk about it i really think this movie is it's heavy, but it's real and it's grounded. And I, I personally don't know how to talk about it too much without giving away stuff that I want the audience uh, to experience for themselves. Should we give the thumbs up? Well, that's what I was going to jump to. Okay. Unless you yeah. guys have something you want to say. I got nothing else because I can't really, you can't really talk about anything without yeah. giving stuff away. It's just it. a movie you need to go see. You need to experience. So thumbs up or down. Should people go watch this movie? Um, I'm thumbs up. I think yes. It was eight bucks, right? I tried to charge cold double on accident due to <laughs> bad math. It's eight dollars at our theater. Well, that was a matinee, thirty percent off showing, but yeah. Okay, was it? Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Go see it. Still, yeah, it, it, it's it, worth it. Go. I hate to like. I feel like such a James Cameron stand, and I'm not meaning to. He recently <laughs> had the super passive aggressive quote. I don't know if you read it about how. People are tired of streaming. They're ready to get off their butts and go to the theater. That's like the redneck version of what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I didn't know uh, he was from the, the did you not? South. He's yeah. actually from. Yeah, he's from Southern Illinois. Yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> he's got a mullet and everything. No, but I kind of agree with him. This is a movie. Get up off your butt and go see it in the theaters. Support this. It's not often that a film like this comes to theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, go see it. And you guys agree? You, yeah, I would agree. And I know for some of you that have, if you've ever witnessed an A24 movie, they can be kind of artsy and weird just to be artsy and weird. This one's artsy. Yeah. But it's really good. It's very grounded compared to like oh, yeah. Midsummer or Men or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say go see it. Um be prepared to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh yeah. But um if if you're okay with that, um then yeah, I'd say go see it's it. It's a real like uncomfort. It's not like it's um some supernatural this disturbing uncomfort. Yeah. yeah. This is just like a this is real life right here. Yeah. It really uh it it hit me. I think almost every single person in the theater teared up or cried mm-hmm. at least once in the movie, myself included. Yep. Um, it was rough. So, yeah, I say go see it. And unless you guys have anything else, I say we jump into spoilers. So if you're if you're wanting to go watch the movie and not be spoiled, tune out now. Go watch it and then come back. We are going to jump into spoilers. Um, I was really hoping that he wasn't going to die. I was hoping he was going to go to the hospital and turn around and have a life with his daughter. Right. Like, yeah. so like the whole movie, they were talking about, uh, the, the theme kind of became like, you can't save people. They can only save themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, he's going to have a change of heart. And with his daughter, he's going to go to the hospital. She's going to be like, dad, I don't need the money. Yeah. And he's going to lose some weight and live like another 10 years or something. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Rip that rug right out. Mm-hmm. Of you. Man gets raptured. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. So, what, did you guys have any different thoughts about how you thought the story was going to go going into this movie? I had the same thought you did. I'm like, okay, he's going to be really sad through most of it. And it's like, which I shouldn't have thought this because 
look who's producing it. A24 is <laughs> never like, we're going to have a good ending to something. Yeah. I just, based on the trailers, like I know you said you didn't see a trailer for it, Josh, mm-hmm. but based on the trailers, I thought it was going to be a movie about a guy who was down in the dumps and learns to turn his life around. He's going to make right by his ex-wife. He's going to make right by his daughter. And he made right it into a grave yeah. <laughs> in this yeah. film. Like he or really up to the, the beach, the sky beach. Yeah, the, beach, the great beach yes. in the sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of came into it completely blind. The only thing I knew is that Brennan Fraser was playing in it and that it was about a big, big guy. Um, but other than that, I didn't really know. Yeah. So I guess I wasn't as thrown off about him not getting better. Um, I just kind of kind of saw that being how it was going to end. I didn't know what exactly he was going to do with his last few days. Um, mm, but when okay. it started counting down the day, like showing you what day it was, and they made the comment that he's going to be dead by next weekend if he doesn't go to the hospital, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like he's he's just going to die. Like, yeah. He They're is. And then I, I, but I didn't realize what he was going to do with that time. And I thought that was really neat. Yeah. That was it was definitely not what I expected going into this movie. That yeah. is for sure. Um Brendan Fraser gives a phenomenal performance. This is one of the hardest episodes to talk about, I feel like, because there's so I, I think I loved almost every single thing about the movie. Yeah. Um so without just starting at the beginning and going through it, like um let me go ahead and ask and let me skip. Was there anything you guys disliked about this movie? No. Um there's stronger points than others, like with any movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only kind of mid mittens thing I would say, <laughs> thing to say, um, would be when it's the when he's passed out, and it's Ellie and the missionary kid. What was his name? Thomas. 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 Um, their interactions. I'm like, this was fine for a bit, but I'm like, this kind of drug on a little bit. That's probably it. Wasn't bad, but it's definitely where I kind of felt like. I want to get more of the the Brendan Fraser arc here, but I know it's telling a story here. Yeah, it, it kind of gives you a glimpse you, into like Ellie's. You mind. need that to yeah. get, but that was probably like if I was going to nitpick something, that'd be what I would say is the weakest part. I loved it after the fact. In the moment, I was like, "This is kind of cringe." Yeah. Um, the the acting was great, but like the way that this girl was talking was kind of cringe. But in the next scene, they used it to talk about how um the mom feels as if she's failed, as if she's raised a monster. Mm-hmm. And then the mom goes on to say, that's part of the reason I, di- I kept her from you is yeah. because she is a monster and I didn't want you to think I'd failed as a parent. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that that scene, if they hadn't drove the screw in as hard as they did with showing what I said, it was kind of cringe for a little bit there, like the way she was acting. But if they hadn't done that, then the following scene with the mom wouldn't have hit. Yeah. 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 My only slight nitpick was Ellie's character. Like, she was just mad all the time Mm -hmm. for, like, I mean, she had reason. But it was just, like, the slightest thing would set her off to being, like, mad and throwing pins and stuff. But I guess you could kind of not make excuse for, but rationalize it as, like, they explain that she's, She's got some problems mm-hmm. expressing her emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's maybe it, but I don't know. That'd be my, maybe my only, my only dislike. I mean, you got it, It's a very minor thing. Like, yeah. She's I mean, just very angry all the time. I've worked with kids like that at the school, right? You see it and not to the movie degree that you saw where it's cranked up to 11. Yeah. But I've seen kids that like they have a rough home life. They were having a rough time um, and they lash out almost to that degree. So like, I don't know. I can. I didn't think it was unrealistic, if that makes no, sense. It, I thought it was. It seemed for someone to be in that situation, split home, assuming kind of what we saw with the mom. The mom is not exactly the most supportive, mostly yeah. supportive. You don't have anyone to go to on that. So you're yeah. just going to bottle up. You don't know how to uh, manage your emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I, I guess it was just. It's a very weak nitpick, but there yeah. wasn't a lot to nitpick in the movie. So, um, but like I said, I could I could see why they chose to to write her that way. Yeah. Um, but that's really my okay, only eight eight years of uh, frustration yeah. build, building up over that amount of time. Yeah. My nitpick, you know, like you said, it's a it's it's a 
hard movie to find fault with. It was near perfect. Um, my only thing I put on dislikes when I was trying really hard is I put, I can't watch this movie anytime soon. <laughs> I really want to watch this movie with people in my life. Whenever I find something I like, I'm like, hey, let's watch this. Like, you know, I'm willing to watch it again just to experience it with them. Yeah. If I've seen an episode of a show, I'll rewatch an episode two or three times with different friend groups to experience it with them. Mm-hmm. I really want my wife to watch this. I'm not going to watch it with her. And I told her that. I was like, I don't think I could watch this movie with you again because it's just like, I don't know, like it just it's kind of crushing and I wouldn't enjoy it the second viewing as much as I did the first because I know what's happening. I'd just be sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I think you put it best. Credits rolled. We're sitting there. You look at me and you go, I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, it was rough. Like it was, yeah. I've never left the theater being like, you know what? I I I need to. <laughs> you know, hit you guys want to go get? You guys want to? I felt like I needed a bowl of soup. I don't even like soup. I just needed like a comforting <laughs> food, right? Like, <laughs> like what the heck was that? Yeah, it was. It was intense. Um, my favorite parts of the show, of pivoting, you know, from dislikes to to likes. I think my favorite part was any time I thought I found a plot hole. It actually turns out it was just plot. Yeah. Um, first plot hole, he's a teacher and he says he's working for a university and it seems like he's working a lot. And he says, I can't afford to go to the hospital. And I'm like, they would have health insurance yeah. if he's working for a university. That yeah. don't make sense. And you find out later he's purposely denied the health insurance to save up money for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple times like that. Um, it was like, how can this guy not afford this? How can he not afford that? And you find out that was actually all part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was putting on an act telling this group of people, one thing tell another group of people, another yeah. thing all for his daughter. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then there was another one that like, I thought was kind of like a weird, um, well, why did the mom not want him to be a part of the life? If he really sent the money and then they explained that we just talked about that because the mom feels like she failed. Um, yep. whenever the nurse lady, whose name I cannot remember, um, uh, Liz, Liz, whenever Liz tells Thomas that the church killed her, her brother, um, who was his boyfriend, I was like, you know, like, I feel like there'd be like a police investigation or something. Mm-hmm. Like, surely this church wouldn't go unscathed. And then um, you find out later that while they aided in his suicide, you know, by contributing to the factors, he actually committed suicide. And I was yeah. like, wow. Like, every time I thought I found something, it's like, yeah, that doesn't quite add up. It did add up mm-hmm. in the worst of ways. Like, you had to let the movie play out. Yeah. Um, so that was easily my favorite part is I just thought, and it's based on a play. So really good credit to, um, I think the guy who actually did the screenplay for this is the guy who wrote the play. If I understand correctly. Yeah. Um, credit to that guy. I don't know his name. I forgot to write it down, but Sam Hunter, Sam Hunter. Good job. Sam. Hunter. I will tell you, and this is something that is really good, but it also frustrated me in the movie. It's cause we, I'm sure we've all met people like this. Liz. You're tough on him, but you're also enabling the yeah. behavior here. Like, you're like, you need to get healthy. You need to lose. <laughs> Wait, you need to go to the hospital, but here's a big old bucket of fried chicken. She hands mm-hmm. him two sandwiches. Hands yeah. him, I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Like, he's going to die. Let's yeah. just speed the process up here. Let's. I don't know what their relationship was like prior to the movie, but I almost got the feeling that she's like, he's going to die in three days anyways. Let him have his chicken. I mean, <laughs> like it's kind of the can, vibe I got. Like, yeah, I, I I got the vibe that she was, like Cole said, an, an enabler. Like, yeah. like, we, we've met people like that. We're just like too that. good of friends mm-hmm. for me to tell you no. To say no. And the other thing that's crazy, and it was just like job well done to the directing and the cinematography, is like they they zoom out of his house and he lives on the second floor. Yeah. He's at the top of a bunch of wooden stairs into that house. He mm-hmm. cannot leave. Yeah. He can't. He physically can't leave. Yeah. Yeah. I was like that. I'm getting chills thinking about it because it's like that was a sombering moment to think mm-hmm. that even if he wanted to get help, he couldn't. He couldn't by himself. And like I thought about kind of what you said, call 911. 911 probably ain't what getting are they that gonna man on a do? gurney and get him out. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no way they're getting him down those stairs yeah. like unless you bring a whole crew in. Right. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. To think no, about. I agree. Like, that scene right there was just like, whoa, what? <laughs> that Yeah. That's hard. No, the, it really was. The scene that got me, though, was the flipping pizza dude scene. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that was really good. Gosh. I wondered if they were going to show the pizza guy. And then, yeah, he, he waits. Wants for, to see who he's been talking to. Yeah. Yeah. That was. And then oof. what was the look that he gave? Was it a look of, like, disgust? It's like, holy crap, Or, like, dude. a look of shock? I think it was a look of, like, 
feel pity. Yeah. It was kind of what I got. Like, I feel bad for this man that is too ashamed to mm-hmm. let me see him to open the door. Yeah. Right. Like, um, I don't know. It was, I don't think it was clearly defined. That's how I interpreted it, it was pity. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't really pinpoint exactly what, what, what it was. If he was disgusted, mm-hmm. um, or if it was just like shock, like, oh crap, he saw me. I, I don't yeah. know. It was, but it was good though. But that kind of also ties into when he reveals it, because the teacher reveals mm-hmm. it to his class. I like how it was very natural on the students. Like, you kind of, I was kind of looking at what the students' reactions yeah. were. They were all a different mm-hmm. reaction. It wasn't all like the same. Like, one kid laughed. Yeah. And what? I thought I was like, yeah, that would, <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. There's people that would do that. That yeah. was very, a very realistic thing that could happen they yeah, didn't one, just one like pulled out their phone to like take a picture yeah. and like there was a bunch of different yeah i was looking at the same thing yeah, yeah. i'm like good job on that's good directing right there that was good um that was maybe my one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he's reading the kids he asks them to do write me something honest i don't care what it is forget the essays he used meaner language than that <laughs> um he says forget the essays write me something honest and there was one that says, I'm sick and tired of people telling me I have promise. That one personally resonated with me. I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, there have been many times in my life that because I'm I'm good at music, right? And people are like, oh, you're going to go on to do this. You're going to go on to do that. You're going to, and now I'm a music teacher, which to many in the music industry is not successful, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you couldn't make it as a performer. So now you're teaching. I love my job. I don't view it that way. But there are people who do. And there are people in my family even who I think were like, why didn't you go do this? Why didn't you go do that? You know, you had promise. So that one in particular resonated with me. Yeah. 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 All the, all the student stories were, were good. They they were just like short little snippets, but it was all just not living the exciting life one. And Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. like, dang, this is like, can we movie? Can we stop being (laughs) so heavy? Pointing a mirror at me. (laughs) Literally the guy's about to die. And then you're piling this on top of me too. Like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) It was real though it was yeah. heavy it was awesome yeah um man i mean so, i didn't know where this movie was gonna go after the opening scene <laughs> well oh i just thought of something it wasn't that wasn't technically the opening scene the opening scene was the bus yeah dropping a random person off in the middle of a field and what? i thought that was That's probably really thomas. random but it was thomas oh he said he just got yeah dropped, dro- dropped off on a bus yeah. out in the middle of idaho to start witnessing to people the first scene with <laughs> Mr. I didn't realize Whale. that you said yeah. that though, and that's in the trailer too. And I just assumed it was his daughter. Yeah, I didn't know who it was the whole time. And Makes then, sense and now. then Thomas made it some comment about. I think it was when he was talking to Ellie. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I got you know, took a bus ticket here with the money that I stole, and now I'm here just doing my thing. And I was like, wait, that ties back to the very beginning of the movie. Dude, I didn't even catch that. You're blowing <laughs> my mind right now. That was yeah. good. And yeah. then they followed up with the scene that Cole was talking about. <laughs> I was like, I looked at Josh like, oh, here we go. It was a 24 at its finest here. In Uh, case you are not, haven't gone to see the movie, but you're considering it. um, This is where like I was telling people, you have to go see this movie. But I was also warning them. I'm like, it's a. It's heavy. It's a 24, right? It's heavy and it's got some, you know, like it's, um, it's rated R for a reason. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it opens up on him. We talked about this in the car a little bit. It opens up on him masturbating to gay pornography and then proceeds to nearly have a heart attack Mm -hmm. while doing so. And I had the comment of. I just kept thinking, what a great actor, right? If someone pointed a camera at me and told me to do that scene, it's like, how do (laughs) I prepare for that scene? It's like, okay, I've got a massive fat suit in a massive fat suit. I've got to look like I'm climaxing and having a heart attack simultaneously while trying to read an essay. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was like, man, good job. Brendan Fraser. Like Like, he he nailed it for better mm -hmm. or worse. Like, I don't know what that looks like. As far as I could tell, that's the most realistic representation yeah, yeah. But brendan fraser's back it's confirmed <laughs> yeah that's the scene i think easily the scene to me that signaled he is back was whenever the wife his ex-wife is leaving and he's having emotional breakdown he says i just want to do one good thing with my life i want to know that's amounted to at least one decent thing that was the scene that i teared up probably more than any yeah that was the scene to me that i was like wow that yeah. floored me yes yeah. i mean you got it's kind of funny to think about like this is the same guy that was in George of the Jungle. Uh-huh. Encino Man. Uh, Airheads. Airheads. <laughs> yeah. The Mummy. The like, The Mummy, mummy he was yeah. kind of goofy in that, too. But, yeah. Like, he's yeah. a really good actor. He's a- but, I mean, talking about goofy, he did have some funny moments yeah, he, in this when, movie, too. Like, he, And I, that's part of my... Uh, I don't remember where I put that in 
I think I put it in direction. It's like they 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 just sprinkled in a little bit of comedy in the midst of this super heavy film that just lets you go. Gives you a bit of a for breath. just like a second. It's like it's you funny, know? and like, then it and then it starts back over with you know mm-hmm. this is this man's dying. And yeah, he's killing himself essentially. Um, did you guys pick up that the essay that he kept reading was his daughter's? I thought that was pretty self at the end. Yeah, I thought that was uh, yeah. pretty self explanatory. Well, I mean, at the end they tell. Yeah, as tell. Oh, you mean like halfway through? Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I didn't. didn't. I didn't get it until the end. I ha- going back to plot holes versus it's actually just plot. I kind of wondered. He's a university teacher. Why does he have this? handwritten mm-hmm. on notebook paper essay um i never put together it was his daughters until the end and then i was like wow that makes sense i thought it was alan his partners honestly yeah. for oh. most of the movie i thought it was his um mm-hmm. but then at the end when they said it was ellie's I, that's when i started to get teary-eyed it was like yeah the one thing that like connected him to his daughter was this essay um yeah and then he that's what he would read whenever he would get worked up. When he thought upset. he was dying. Yeah. And when yeah. he thought he was dying is he wanted to hear her words. And it Literally was like, like he's having a heart attack and he's mm-hmm. reading this essay. Yeah. And yeah. then he's probably never heard it in her voice before until mm-hmm. the end of the movie as he's dying. That's probably the first time that he ever got to hear his daughter read that essay. Yeah. And that hit me. Mm-hmm. Man, that was before we went up to the great beach in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that's that that death scene at the end was the it was like the the pinnacle of the movie like he's he's dying and yeah. i just felt like it was it was different it was odd like he's walking he's walking and then just a quick pan to his like shooting his face up in this weird looking face and then just fade to white or like flash to white i don't know it was just it was odd i mean it was him i mean i just interpreted the obvious he's dying right and it yeah. shows him it shows up from a slightly realistic point to a slightly like spiritualistic point and it shows his feet start to lift off the ground a little bit. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about the, the lifting. Yeah. Off the ground. So earlier in the movie, Ellie tells him, if you want to make it up to me, then walk over to me and he can't. And mm-hmm. then as he's dying, he's like, I'm going to stand up and walk over to my daughter. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it shows his feet and it shows this heavy man who hasn't stood on his own two feet and who knows how many years he starts to lift up off the ground. And then yes, it quick pans up to white you know, I interpreted that as, I mean, I don't know what death feels like, you know, as far as I know that that was a fair, I thought that was a fairly grounded and nuanced way to do it. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it was ungrounded. I just felt like it was, it was, it was odd to me. I don't know. It was was a little different. Like the only scene and shot that really just felt like kind of out of, out of place. Yeah. A little off of, out of place. I I think I personally liked it. I get what you're saying though. I think it's the only scene where there's like music playing. Like most of the movie, there's not really much of a soundtrack. And then in that one, there's this big orchestral score happening. And like it feels more like a traditional movie shot of, hey, we're having a moment. Whereas the rest of the movie doesn't signal you in emotionally. Like we're going to have a moment. So maybe yeah. that's why. Hmm. I don't know. The, the music, though. When, when There wasn't a lot of music, but when it hit. Yeah. It was good. It was really yeah. good music. I just sat there and just listened to it at the end of the movie. Like he died. And then I just sat there like. You got up and bolted out, and I, had I the was. Pee. I was yeah. holding it. <laughs> and then I, but I was like, I'm gonna sit here. I just need to like relax for a moment yeah. and just listen to the music. Like it was, excuse me, it was very good. Yeah, yeah. I refused to get up. Or he got up once mm-hmm. during during the thing. I'm like, I, I can't get up again. I'm gonna see this thing out to the end. <laughs> Surely he's gonna die in the next few minutes. I can hold it, dude. How bad would you have felt? You got back from the bathroom and like he's credits are rolling. You missed his death. Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna let it happen. I, was like, I will explode in this movie theater chair before I, I figure out if he's you dying. missed a fairly good. I did scene. Honestly. I was trying so hard to to like plan it out, but every scene was was character building, yeah. plot building, and it was just like I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And so I got up and I left. Yeah, That's right. When you in the get middle a of cup. A dialogue. There was only like eight people in the theater. You just get a cup there and was, lean yeah. to the side. Hey, James, I, James Cameron, you hear that? We don't need all this bull crap about like just filler stuff. <laughs> we can make a good movie and have important scenes the whole time. It's true. And, I don't know. and not be three hours long. I would have loved for a scene of Brendan Fraser in his fat suit swimming through the ocean with a bunch of jelly. I mean, you, you know what? If he was the whale in Avatar. Oh, good. This would have been a better movie. It would have been a better movie. Give the internet like a couple months. Let this movie hit DVDs to where people can rip the footage. And I would bet nearly any amount of money that that's going to happen. <laughs> like someone on the internet is going to take and Photoshop and edit him in. Yeah. To do that. I, I'm just waiting for it. Hmm. Um, I love that. 
Sorry, we're about to say something. No, go ahead. I thought the whale, based on the title and the trailers, was him, mm-hmm. was Brendan's character, but it wasn't. The braille, the whale is like this idea of describing things in vivid detail to draw attention away from like the problems of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so while he kind of was the whale, it wasn't for the fact that he's necessarily fat. Um, and there was a scene, but there was a scene towards the end where she is reading the essay and she says the whale right as he stands up and like makes a thud. And like, I don't know, like that, like I love that, like coming full circle from how we started the movie to that moment. Yeah. Hmm. You, did, I don't know if you guys had the same uh, reaction, but at the beginning of the movie, you know, he's sitting there, we see him. He's a really big dude. When he stands up, it's like, that's a really big dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not only is he big. That's a large man. He's tall. He's tall. And I, I, I think Brendan Fraser's tall. So he is, like yeah. the the shots made him look even taller, but he's also a big guy. But like when you see him next to like another character in the uh, movie, like he's towering over. Oh him. yeah, I think it's awesome that they like they used that ratio that they did because mm-hmm. I don't think he would have looked as big mm-hmm. if you had done it in a normal ratio. It was a really good use of a non traditional ratio. Yeah, when the when the first scene rolled up and it was it had the bars on the side and it was the weird ratio, I was like, oh, "This is annoying." Like, give me my standard movie format. But then as the as it progressed, it it became part of the movie and it just it really aided to a lot of the shots mm-hmm. and a lot of the feel. Um, and I by the end of it, I was like, "Well, oh, that was that was perfect. It was brilliant." <laughs> give me all movies in that. <laughs> yeah. No, I like a good widescreen format. Depends on the movie, right? Like, it depends on what we're doing. Yeah. So I mean I the uh the portal scene from Endgame I just don't feel like would have hit as hard in a super narrow format. I, mean, I went and saw an IMAX and I it's the I have the opposite opinion. Really? I feel like I'm the IMAX guy now. Like this is my thing. Like this it is, is my your thing. It's your trope. Like I feel like you saw everything just looks bigger. I don't know what it is. Um I also think back to and I may have mentioned this on the the um the Avatar episode, but I went and saw the Dark Knight Rises and how they start. Maybe it was the Dark Knight in IMAX and how they start it. They have it traditional widescreen, and then as it zooms in on the city, the bars slowly remove to reveal like Wayne Tower and like its full height at the mm-hmm. top. Like that'll forever be burned into my mind. As like I think the moment I was sold that there are other ratios out there. Yeah. I don't know, but it worked for this movie, regardless of whether it works for any other movie. Is opinionated, but I think for this movie, it really worked. Correct. Did you guys Winston pain every time he moved? Any like any time he like stepped, like the walk or anything? I'm like, I'm feeling for this dude. This dude's in a lot of pain. There's He's, he fell on the couch at one point and mm-hmm. didn't support his fall at all. And I kept thinking back to like a sermon Toby did years ago where he said, "You just trust a chair is not going to break when you sit oh, on yeah. it." And I was like, <laughs> if I was that man's size, unless I got like a reinforced steel couch, yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I, I don't, I wouldn't just plop down like that. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm with you. It was it's just like this dude's in a lot of pain. Yeah. I showed him showering at one point mm-hmm. and I just like I felt for him. That's what like, I was gonna say too. Like showering, getting in and out of bed, mm-hmm. like you, you felt bad for him. Yeah. Especially whenever you So those scenes come first and then you realize he can't leave his house. And so it's yeah. like then you feel even worse for him. So one you feel bad because he can't hardly get around. Yeah. And then you realize he can't even get out to help himself. Yeah, because once you get past, like you said, he ate himself in. Yeah. How are you going to work out? How do you move That's on? what I mean. Like, he could eat how, less, don't get me wrong. He could eat less, but, but he couldn't really work out no. or get you would physical have to, activity. You would have to get someone to come to the house and yeah. try and do something. Yeah. Like At that point, what what can you really do? Like, yeah. It's... It's rough. Like, yeah. there's no... It's I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Mm-hmm. A lot of mixed feelings and emotions most of them good in the way that like I enjoyed what the movie did. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed the story that it told. And I think it's important. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think in the day in which we live, it had a lot of really good messages that I think a lot of people need to see. Um man, I think we're kind of going in a circle here just kind of like Yeah. Saying so do we want to go ahead and go to the rubric? Um any final thoughts? I felt personally attacked when she yelled at him. Can you chew your food like a normal human being? <laughs> He's choking on his food over yeah. there. Man, so. Oh, I'm, no, the flipping the candy bar drawer is what. That was, was funny. The, yeah. 
So in the other drawer, wasn't it like a, it was like a fruit, Nutri-Grain, a Nutri-Grain bar, or bar. like that? And then the other you drawer was it full of candy bars? I'm like, I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, bro. <laughs> we have what we call the snack oven, which is an extra <laughs> oven we have that's in the wall that we use to house our snacks. And like, so we have a whole oven dedicated to snack food and I felt that when he opened that drawer I was like no it's like it's like we've all been there it's like cleaning out the snack oven it's like like you want a snack you open like Nutri-Grain bar ah gross and then like ah Three Musketeer come here (laughs) we shove this uh, he devoured that Three Musketeer that was disgusting I also love like he picked up the Three Musketeer and then he put it down and he googled his chance of surviving and then picked it back up he's like and I was like I felt that (laughs) Like, nope. He's like, you know what? I'm going down. I might as well have three musketeers. Like, I'm going to have three musketeers, actually. Uh, and he, like, inhaled them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Props to Brendan Fraser. He ate some pretty wacky stuff. The ranch and ham on the pizza. Mm-hmm. And grape, jelly. The grape jelly. The grape jelly. Oh. Like I said, I can't wait. Someone's going to make a clip that's titled, like, me at 2 a.m. trying to find a snack. And it's yeah. just going to be that scene of him just, I think he was, like, it was trying to commit suicide, essentially. Essentially, was what I he gathered. was, like, trying to eat himself to death. It's a spooky ghost. Oh, no, the whale has come back. <laughs> something just fell over on my shelf over there. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Um, but no, I think he was essentially trying to commit suicide. Yeah. And then the Thomas shows up and catches him basically vomiting up all of his food. That was a rough scene. That was a gross scene. I'm like Tom, props to Thomas, you know, as a character for showing up and seeing this man covered in vomit and grape jelly. And not then running. And still trying to like have a relationship and talk to this guy. Yeah. Like good on him. Yeah. And then he had his redeeming moment of, hey, my parents called and they said, it's just money. Come home. And I thought that was cool, you know, because yeah. I think we we hype up our problems in our head. We think that we can't be redeemed. We think that they're too much for us to overcome. Um, and while I think I just thought that was a really cool message, you know, mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. I think it was really cool, too, because it's like. Hollywood, A24, whoever is responsible for it at the end of the day, could have really taken that moment to really throw a dig at Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead it was like, it was like prodigal son kind of moment, yeah. you know, like they, they could have totally went the other way and been like, my parents wrote me off and yeah. they're ticked at me. They hate me. They tell me not to come home. But then no, it realized that, you know, true Christian parents would have been like, no, it, it, it's fine. Yeah. Just, just come home. We want We're going to work you through back. it. We the would mood- rather you have you home than, than not, you know, the movie in general had a very like complex relationship with religion yeah. where it never says religion is bad, yeah. but yet it definitely doesn't shy away from the fact that Christians putting oppressive influences on this one guy led to a suicide. Yeah. Like it doesn't shy away from that, but it also never goes out of its way to be like Christianity itself is bad to the point that like Brendan's character kept the Bible and yeah. stuff like that. Like, and the guy had been highlighting verses up until, you know, he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. So like it had a very complex relationship with religion that as a Christian made me kind of look on myself. And I mean, this is, you know, we've talked about this stuff, you know, like what are we as, what kind of pressures are we as Christians putting on people, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. I think yeah. that it, it, it's very important. Like I said, it's a very important movie. I think yeah. that a lot of people need to watch it and maybe kind of reflect on the things they say, the things they do just in general. Yeah. Just how you treat people. Yeah. There's a lot that that's a lot of what the movie is about. It's like yeah. how you treat people. He had a, what was it? I typed it out. Cause I looked it up. Um, he said, do you ever just get the feeling or believe that people are incapable of not care or, um, incapable of not caring? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's cool. Like no one's too far gone to care to some degree about other human beings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was cool talking about his daughter in that scene, but it also was reflective of Thomas, the pizza guy, um, mm-hmm. his friend, the nurse who's coming to help him, you know, his ex-wife, his ex-wife, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know, kind of wrapped up everything in a little bow. Yeah. Man. Uh, something that at first I didn't get, I had to sleep on it. The bird. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I still don't really get it. I think much. the whole purpose of that was just to show that, even though it's incredibly difficult for this man to get around, he takes the time to feed the bird every day. Mm-hmm. As far as I could tell, that was the best ex- explanation of that. Did you guys pick up something different from that? I didn't. I just thought it was just some random thing they threw in. Like, there's going to be some sort of metaphor or something here. A24 likes to slip that in. Yeah, I don't think there's any anything in this movie that wasn't supposed to be there, which yeah. is why I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the bird? Yeah. I mean, unless he, I think... Yours is probably the best explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, 
So Ellie looks at the bird one time and looks at the plate. And so maybe it's like it was there. So that way she has this moment of realization. Like he's not the monster that I've made him out to be in my head. Like if he takes the time, kind of like what you're saying, if he takes the time to care for this bird, Mm -hmm. that's just a bird every single day, then maybe he's not the evil person that I thought he was my whole life. Well, later that plate was shown broken and I was always wonder, I was wondering, did Ellie break the plate? I kind of got the impression that maybe she went over and smashed it. I think it's like one of her fits of rage. She just like went over and smashed it. Yeah, Just to be rebellious. Yeah. I mean, she's evil according to her mother. Yeah. Fun fact though. I had a little like fun time. That plate that was on the, on the window seal there. Yeah. My grandma had the exact same plate. Like, Oh, exact same one i think it's actually at my parents house like, you have like a flashback to your childhood i did i like looked at it and i was like that that's the exact same set of plates that was at my <laughs> grandparents or my grandma's house when i was growing up so it, was, it was pretty wild they had they the glasses they used are the glasses that we have and i had kind of a similar thing but they're like generic sam's club glasses yeah. right like you just go you go buy 24 pack <laughs> oh i'm sure this she just collected lighthouse stuff and it was yeah. a lighthouse glass or uh dish so i'm sure that she got them somewhere cheap too so they yeah. weren't like super Wait. crazy Lighthouse classes oh, and the light and lighthouse is a twenty four. It's a connected universe. We're gonna <laughs> oh get the whale and the, oh, the whale and the lighthouse gonna cross over. If I didn't want to have to edit it later, I'd put the air horn sound effect in right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The a twenty four cinematic universe yeah. is gonna happen any day. Now we're gonna get like the a twenty four Avengers, the whale initiative, <laughs> the whale initiative. <laughs> That's good. Goodness, man. I've gone through my notes. Yeah. You guys got yeah. anything? No, I, mean, I, I think we hit everything. everything. All right, I've gone through my notes and then some. Great movie. Go see it. We're going to put it through the rubric. Let me get that pulled up here real quick. Probably should have pulled it up ahead of time, but I didn't. You should be prepared. We're just going to so sorry. Come on. freestyle here. Freestyle. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll start us off. I made someone else start us off last time. We'll start with plot, work our way down. Five for plot, like for what it did, the plot was perfect. It told a very succinct story. It wrapped everything else up with the bow. There was some symbolism and some metaphors, but they were never so far gone that I couldn't understand them or appreciate them. I mm-hmm. thought it was like a really good, uh, fantastic plot. I'm going to give it a five as well. Okay. Uh, same thing. Like it, there was no plot holes and that was the same thing. I'm like, there's gonna be a plot hole in here. There's no way they just wrote the perfect plot and, they did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They thought of everything. It was yeah. great. And I mean, just overall, just it got every scene. You just, it did a good job of, there was no like just a scene just to be filler. Mm-hmm. It actually, it built on yeah. one another. Everything really well. had a purpose. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm also a five as well for all the same reasons. Um, the plot was simple, laid out exactly what would happen from like first scene first, second or third scene actually. Um, and then it did it. And then, um, like we talked about, it introduced things and then almost immediately or later on brought them back up and made them useful. So it didn't just introduce a bunch of stuff for no reason. Okay. So fives across the board for plot. Josh, why don't you go ahead and start us out on characters? I gave characters a five as well. Um, There's not very many characters, and I think that's maybe why um, a five is necessary because... I felt connected to almost every character, like connected with somebody on every, almost every level. Like, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it, it, that most of the dialogue was, was written really well. I mean, you could maybe argue that the scene between Ellie and Thomas was a little cringe. Um, maybe the dialogue wasn't spot on, but I didn't feel like any of it was super downfalling to any character. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'm also, I jump to myself next. I'm also a five for the same reason. There are six characters. Um, if you count the pizza guy, I'm yep. not going to count the pizza guy because he the pizza man. says like three lines. Um, five real characters that have consistent dialogue, but they all feel so real. Maybe with some of the most realistic characters I've seen in a movie, they're grounded. I can relate to all of them. I, like Cole said earlier, I know people that are like those, all those characters to some degree. I've encountered those people for real. Yep. So yeah, I'm a five on characters. Five as well. Okay. It's, I mean, just echoing all what you guys said, all the main, it's a really good cast of characters, and it's a, like what Brendan Fraser said in his interview, if anyone half did it, the movie wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So yeah. It, No. It was, no one did, though. Yeah. Cole, why don't I start with you then for direction? Five. 
Five. Shot very well. This The director definitely knew how to get the best out of his actors. Mm-hmm. And the directions even on, like, the the characters that aren't, like, in the main story, like the pizza guy and the, the students, how they were, I'm sure the director told them how to act in the, it just felt very natural. Yeah. It was, it was like, kind of like put yourself in it, like, how would you react to a situ- putting in that situation? Yeah. And you kind of see every range of emotion there. Yeah. No. And and the music was really good, too, at the end. The music really was. Like, it's, even though it was just a on one scene, it definitely sticks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also going to give five for direction. Um, really applaud the decision to go with the narrow, tall aspect ratio, as we talked about. I feel like it fit the movie really well. Um, and then, yeah, this, the score while it wasn't there the whole time when it was there, it really just, it drove home the emotion of the, yeah. of the scene that it was in. I am also a five um, until it was told to me at the end of the movie during the credits that this was based on a screenplay. I may not have seen it, but it really is shot and kind of feels like a screenplay in the way that the characters interact with each other. Um, they kind of step on each other's lines from time to time. It's very realistic. Um, a very small thing that sticks out to me and I love it so much is every single time with maybe very few exceptions that someone comes to his house, they walk past the window Yeah, and you see it. Mm-hmm. And there's one part where Ellie is about to go into Brendan's partner's room and in the background, they don't focus on it, but you do see a shadow yeah. pass across the window. Oh, okay. And like, I was anticipating the knock. I'm like, when's the knock? And I think it was such a small thing. The knock didn't come as soon as it should have, and I feel like it was Thomas at the door waiting, mentally prepping, you know, waiting mm. to knock. And that just kind of stuck with me because it wasn't just like, hey, I'm just showing up unannounced. I feel like hey, there was weight to what he was there for. And maybe that wasn't the intended goal, but considering how good the direction was, I yeah. kind of feel like maybe it was. So yeah. direction's a five out of five for me. Huh. I didn't catch that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Though. Yeah. Continuity. I'll go and start us off here for this one. Um Five, we talked about it. Not a plot hole to be found. Do we even need to discuss this category? I mean, not really. I mean, we kind of already said it all. Yeah, like it's, uh, unless you two guys have different opinions, there wasn't a plot hole. It was a perfect sealed up. I couldn't find anything to complain like about. When when the, you thought you had them, they're like, nope, you don't. Psych. Psych, <laughs> we got you covered there. We thought of everything. It's not necessarily like a plot hole, but I was just thinking about it. Like Liz's character is like an ER nurse, right? Yeah. Our wives are nurses. Yeah. My wife couldn't walk out with like a uh, blood pressure machine, cardiac machine, and just like get away with it. I mean, you could. Couldn't I don't walk know. out with a wheelchair. I guess it depends where she works. We don't yeah. know. It doesn't specify ER. It just says so she's an ER a nurse. doc. So does she? I thought she mentioned at one point having a night shift. I don't know if it ever said where she worked. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's depending on maybe her her hospital is. That's true. Lax yeah. on it could be a super lax like I know of rural hospital. I know of people who would be allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah. wondered like especially with the wheelchair scene. Whenever you know she's talking to her coworkers wherever she works at, and it's like, hey. I got this guy who needs this wheelchair. Are we using it? Yeah. You know, because it's like a, so the only thing that you're right was there wasn't a blood pressure machine. It was a stress machine. Yeah. It was like some kind of weird. Um, But I don't know if it says that she got that from work. I almost wondered if she had bought that. Yeah, she may have, because I don't think it actually does. I think it, it just talks about the wheelchair. The wheelchair. From work. And then she so. checks blood pressure, but you can check manually. It, blood yeah. You can get blood pressure from anywhere. Yeah. So here's the question. Are you lowering continuity to a four no continuity okay. is still gonna be a five it's okay. just my one thing that just kind of like yeah i get me scratch my head a little bit i was like i have not seen that all righty and i'm a five as well i didn't know if you caught continuity that. i did yeah he assumed i assumed I, I assumed um last category josh start us off enjoyment this is a hard one to quantify because i'll let you go start us <laughs> off with enjoyment uh i gave enjoyment a five okay um the movie was intended to make you feel uncomfortable and it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can't not give it a five, you know, whenever a movie's goal is to show you real life scenarios, walk you through somebody really facing an end of life decision um, and then following through with it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I know. I agree. Cool. I'm going to go with a five as well. I mean, enjoyment is you're not supposed to. I mean, I don't even know how you how to describe it. It's not enjoyment in like 
what Megan was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a different level. This is of a enjoyment. different level of enjoyment. You enjoy because of how real it is, and just the overall beauty of the movie. Yeah. yeah, and just all the aspects of it, and just how realistic it feels. Yeah, and I mean that's why I said it's hard to quantify. Not every movie is made to make you laugh. You know, um, this movie was definitely not made to make you laugh. But as far as what it was, man, it's like some of the best at what it does. I'm yep. a five for enjoyment. It's probably some of the best storytelling that oh, I've yeah. seen on in a movie. For sure. Probably ever, really. Really, <laughs> yeah. It was, mm, it was so good. Yeah. That officially makes The Whale 100%. It's the perfect movie. It is. According to the rubric, it's According to the rubric, it is. And here's where we go back to the whole reason of it. Yeah, like there's no such thing as maybe the perfect movie. You have to score each movie based on what it is and its audience and its medium. But for what this movie tried to do, it nailed it. If this was an essay titled Make Me Cry, (laughs) by golly, it succeeded. So, man, that's our first perfect. It is. Congratulations, guys. Good job. You made a good (laughs) movie. Clap, 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 clap there. (laughs) Considering um, the last A24 movie we saw was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. and that Which was, was not good. That was uh, horrible. I'd give that movie a D. Yeah, that movie would be lower than Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. The Threegan. Um, wow. Okay. I think we've said everything. Any final... Oh, I have one final closing thought. But before I ask like my closure question, because this is a classroom, um, before I do my closure, you guys have any final thoughts on the movie? No, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Go see it um, if you can. If you can't, I'm sure it'll be out on DVD or streaming. Within the next three or two you, or three months. If you yeah. want to just feel really uncomfy and feel really sad, yeah, watch this movie. Yeah, for sure. really. All right, here's my closure. And I'm not going to say what mine are, is yet. I want to hear what you guys have. Although I do have three. What do you think the moral and or message of this movie was? What do you think it was trying to tell audiences when they left? What should they be reflecting on? That's a really good question. And there's there's a ton of like little things in there, but like the main one, like I said, I I, I guess I, it would be the no one is too far gone. Mm-hmm. Like with the I think with the daughter thing, like he that was his big thing. Like, oh no, she's good, she's incredible, she's a great person. Even though you see her, she's a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So as it, she's walking out, he says, "You're perfect." Like yeah, as yeah. he's dying, and I oh yeah. So I think that's the thing, and how happy he got when he's like. She helped Thomas reconnect with the parents and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like how excited he was over that. Like it's that one thing that he was looking for. Yeah. I think I think that's a great one. Josh? I've been trying to think this whole time that Cole's been talking, but um, I can't really sum it up into one. There's a, Like I said, I got three. But like what were one or two of the main messages you thought? I would say, yeah, for sure what Cole said. Um Nobody's too far gone. Don't give up on people. Same with Thomas. Do your best arc as well to try to help people um, get through whatever they're going through. Um, I think the other one would be kind of just like, don't really judge people for maybe their outward appearances or their lifestyles. Yeah. um, Because you don't know the true person inside. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say that's probably one of the bigger resounding. Really? That's a good one. Yeah. You you kind of look at him and it's like, okay, this dude is, just guy that eats a lot. He has an eating disorder. But like, this dude's really smart. He's a yeah, very intelligent yeah. dude. Super smart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would look at Brendan Fraser's character, Charlie, and and think, well, this is just some lazy guy that just sat around eating three musketeers and fried chicken. Yeah. But you look at it. He's he's clinically depressed. That's how he for, copes for good reason. Uh-huh. Um, and he doesn't have the support system that he needs to make it through that. Yeah. Um. So. Don't just judge somebody just because you see somebody that's 300 plus pounds walking down the road or walking down the sidewalk that they're fat just because they're fat. Like, yeah, it, there's probably something emotionally going on there. Yeah. Um, and until you take the time to figure that out and, and learn from that, don't judge them. Yeah. It's a really good one. My three, I mean, my third one was, I mean, you and both Cole, Cole said it, you kind of echoed it, you know redemption through actions we make mistakes but as long as we're trying to move forward you know we can be better no one's too far gone um one that i don't think you guys said is being honest with yourself and taking an objective look at your life um it's okay if your life isn't exciting it's okay if you're not traveling the world and going on these big expeditions you know what you see on instagram it's okay if you're not living up to your promise um 
do what you want to do, be what you want to be, and that there's beauty beauty in living an honest life and being honest with people. Um, and then uh, one that's actually kind of sad, but I thought really hit me. Um, it's almost like a negative message, but I think it's important. But it's um, they say in there, you can't save people that can only save themselves. Like, because yeah. um, I think we as individuals, if we fail to save someone, whether they actually do something suicidal, you know, yeah. or if they're just depressed, like Charlie, I think we tend to blame ourselves. I think the nurse blamed herself after her brother died for how Charlie became. Charlie blamed himself for what happened with the marriage and with Ellie. The mom blames herself for what happened with Ellie and kind of, you know, like a lot of these people, you know, um, it, that was kind of like a really big one for me. But, you know, at the end of the day, you can't save other people. You can only be there to support them. At the end of the day, they have to want to be saved yeah. Yeah. and they have to put forth the work to do it. That was him standing up to walk at the end. I thought you have to put forth that work. Yeah. If, you know, so it's kind of morbid, kind of sad, but that was the but one that's, that the that, number one to me that stuck out. It's another one of those things where it's like, we know people like that. Yeah. We've, I'm sure we've all met people like that where it's like, you, you say you want help, but do you really want help? But like, they don't put in the work. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Way to get really dark there at the hour, Mark. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, guys. Right, tune into our next episode. Yeah. Oh boy. We're about to do a, a, a wacky 180 here. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm really glad for context, we were going to go see two movies back to back at the theater. It was yeah. my idea and I'm glad we didn't do it. We were going to go see Puss in Boots immediately after watching like, the whale. Yeah. 20 minutes after. I'm really glad. I, I would not have enjoyed that. it as much. I yeah. don't think I could have sat down at Puss in Boots. No, um, we had a couple hour like decompress. Think about what we just cry, witnessed. Good cry in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and then went and watched. It. So yeah, then we streamed it later at your house. So hey, we're actually about to record that episode. So tune into our next episode uh, on Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. If you like this, share it with your friends. Um, yeah, that's all I got. You guys got anything? Any closing remarks? I don't think so. Thank no. you. Cole, give me your best whale noise. Ooh. <laughs>